You're listening to the Look Right Naked podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bach. This is the podcast for men and women who want to look right naked without living in the gym. If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, what is going on? Eric Bach, your host of the Look Great Naked podcast. And today, we're going to cover seven lifelong lessons from the gym. These lessons that you learn specifically through transforming your body can lead to better relationships, to making more money, more confidence, and of course, living a better life. So what do I mean about that? Well, speaking personally for my own transformation, transforming my body in the gym has led me to being a, a better coach, a better leader, a better father, a better friend, a better husband, a better business owner. And when you commit to changing your body, when you commit to changing your life through fitness, the lessons that you learn bleed over into every other area of your life. You'll be more organized, more confident, more disciplined, and frankly, on top of everything else that you get from being hotter and smarter, more confident, fitness becomes a gateway to overall self-improvement. Today, that's exactly what we are going to break down. Now, before we do, a little story time. So a couple of weeks ago, I was at a business event in Houston. There was a great lineup of speakers, people with shit businesses doing over $100 million a year, people in the fitness industry who you would definitely know of, who put out incredible content and, and you may have even worked with. And what was really interesting about this event was the second night we had terrible thunderstorms. Power was flickering, things were going out. And I stayed at a nearby Airbnb instead of staying at the venue, right? And when I arrived the next morning to actually go into the venue to sit and see the presentations go on, I noticed, damn, it is really hot in here. In fact, there's no air conditioning and there are no lights and the escalators weren't working. And what happened was we had terrible thunderstorms that knocked the power out for the entire block. And this is a big part of Houston. And this is a big JW Marriott hotel that is hosting multiple events. I believe there was also an XFL team that was staying there. And once the event even started, they got some backup generators going. We got some power, but they kept going out. So here we have it. We have this event, which was an incredible event, by the way, where power went out inside the hotel. So people didn't have any of their first world amenities. And second, people traveled all over to come to this particular conference to experience all kinds of wonderful speakers and, and connections and, and all these areas. And the power kept going out. And then when the presentations fired up, even though they had the backup generators, guess what? Power started flickering. Slideshows would come off. Microphones would cut out. And all of these things kept happening. So I stepped back and I actually asked the person who was putting on this event. I'm like, hey, Vince, what's going on, man? I mean, what are the chance that this happens? He said, you know what, man? I wish I could control this, but control what you can, cope with what you can. And that's a perfect segue to the lifelong lessons that you learn in the gym because there's a tendency to, to micromanage every single thing that you're doing when you're trying to get into great shape. You want to optimize your sleep. You want to optimize your fat loss, your nutrition, your workouts, all of this stuff all at once. And when life throws you a curveball, it can be really debilitating to think that, oh, I had this perfect plan and now it's thrown into chaos. Well, much like Vince said, you know what? I can only control what I can control and make the best of it. That's the right approach that we need to have when it comes to developing your best body. And more importantly, for you to be able to look great naked without living in the gym. It's about developing a flexible set of principles that you can apply and that you can use to navigate your life, which is going to be chaotic versus trying to micromanage everything and beat yourself up when you are not perfectly consistent. So let's jump in to the meat and potatoes, so to speak, of this particular podcast. So point number one, fitness teaches you to delay gratification. What do we mean? Well, delaying gratification means you can put off something that is immediate, something would deliver immediate short-term satisfaction for something that is going to help you accomplish something huge 
over time. And this is one of the biggest issues that people face in fitness because all the types of content that we see now are all chopped down into the smallest, digestible, hard-hitting piece that you can potentially consume. And while this can help you understand a lot of tips and surface-level strategies, what it doesn't allow people to do is to develop the long-term perspective on what it actually takes to transform your body, right? If you consistently chase quick wins in the gym, you're going to pretty much find out that, you know what, all these nutritional tactics, all these short-term challenges, all this stuff works for maybe three to four weeks, and then it's bullshit, right? Then it's bullshit. It's not going to serve you and help you get the results that you want. Instead, what we need to do, instead of approaching fitness like a like a challenge, like a quick lottery ticket to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks, we need to treat it like investing. So let's just talk about investing for a second, right? If you invest even $500 a month for 30 years into an IRA, did some quick math here, you turn $180,000 into $824,000. That's a pretty damn good investment. Well, fitness is much the same way. You see, when you are working towards building lean muscle, it can take months to build substantial muscle where you actually notice the results that are happening in the mirror. Right? But what we have to focus on is we have to focus on implementing the daily processes that are needed in order to achieve that particular result. So if we're talking about building lean muscle, that means we have to continue eating at the calorie surplus. We have to continue training hard. We have to continue optimizing our, our recovery and getting our sleep in. Right? We have to focus on these specific tasks, the specific habits and the action steps that we take each day that over time have been proven to yield the result that we want. In much the same way that we invest money that we could be using right now for something that we want right away. By putting that away, it builds, it grows, and it expands into something that can provide generational wealth, right? And so what we need to think about with that same perspective when it comes to your fitness is don't get bogged down thinking about what can get the most immediate result right now. We have to play the long game because ultimately the long game is the only game that we have when it comes to optimizing your health, when it comes to losing body fat, and when it comes to building lean muscle. And similar to investing, when we start putting that money, when we start depositing those action steps that we're doing for our health, eating well, training hard, getting that sleep sleep, proactively reducing stress, well, that investment in these action steps is going to compound over time. And just like investing, when you start earlier and you stay more aggressive with the things that you're doing, well, hey, that long-term consistency can really play off big time. And so whether you're listening to this right now in your, in your teens and 20s, listen, do the work right now on the things that don't always appear glamorous, and you're going to be amazed with the long-term rewards that come from it. If you've been maybe not as active in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and you're trying to get things ramped up right now, well, guess what? You can still make those investments and see dramatic results and improvements for the rest of your life. So when we think about it, delaying gratification, being able to focus on what the long-term goal is instead of getting pulled apart by all these different distractions of what appears glamorous, what the latest trend is on social media, and instead focusing on the ruthless execution of the basics, that's how we rapidly transform not only our body, but if we apply that same principle to business, to our relationships, to finance, we can transform those areas as well. Now, Number two, everything that we do in life is connected because how we do anything is how we do everything. And so here's what we need to think about, right? If you are somebody who is really focused on business, on building your professional career, you need to tr be treating yourself like a business athlete, right? And the reason we say a business athlete is because when you look your best, you're going to feel more confident. When you feel more confident, you are going to show up as the best version of yourself. And take a second, think about this, right? When you are not feeling good about your body and somebody asks if you want to potentially go out to with dinner, meet some friends, so on and so forth. Are you more likely or less likely to go? And if you go, are you more likely to be wondering, hey, how does this shirt fit? Am I a little self-conscious? Am I feeling crappy about myself and not be present in that moment and maximizing it? Or are you going to be present in that moment and truly enjoying everything because you're taking care of your body and you're confident in the way that you look? 
right? That's a really important perspective that not a lot of people get, right? Everything is connected. Everything is connected back to the baseline of our health. And if we're not treating our body the way that it should, it's going to bleed over into our confidence. It's going to bleed over into the way that we present ourselves with other people. If you're walking into a boardroom, and I can tell you specifically as, as a man, right? The first thing you notice is somebody's frame. People say don't judge a book by its cover, but you know what? People judge books by their cover. People judge others by their physique. I'm not saying that it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm saying that it's human nature for your appearance to have a big role in how others are perceiving you. And specifically in the world of business, if you see somebody who comes in, their clothes are fitting well, they're built. When somebody has a built physique, right? When they look great, when they look like they're healthy and strong and vital, that shows that this person has energy, that they're disciplined, that they're confident, that they have clarity and they're willing to do work. They're willing to overcome resistance. And so in the realm of business, if you're dealing with somebody else like that, and that's the first impression that you make, all the better. And that expands directly beyond obviously the boardroom, but expands to relationships, right? People who are working in the gym towards transforming their lives tend to start developing the same skill sets and the same mental drive to improve other areas of their life. And so it's important to understand that everything is connected. Whether you are just getting started in the gym, whether you are just, or whether you're putting the finishing touches on your body, everything is connected. When you start to look and feel and perform your best because of the hard work that you're putting in the gym, you start to be able to draw directly from those skill sets and the vibration that you put out with the energy and the discipline and the grit that it takes to get there will support you in every other area of your life. The quick example, one of my clients, Scott, we've been working together now for about six years, um, also train, uh, train his brothers, just a great family. And I remember when Scott first started working with me and he came in, he's like, Eric, my business, I'm, I'm always vying for contracts. I'm always competing against people who have more capital, who are older, who have more experience. And so when I walk in the room, I have to own the room, right? Here's a guy in his mid twenties at this point who knows that even though there are different areas of his business when he's competing for contracts with other companies, that his ability to build his body and the way that he presents himself can be a way to get a leg up when these other areas are obstacles, right? And that's the correct mindset to have because listen, look good, feel good, play good. The way that you present yourself to the world goes a long way in terms of how people are going to treat you and the amount of success that you can have in many different areas. Areas. Life lesson number three, not everything is your fault, but it is your responsibility regardless of the circumstances. Now, I talk to people all the time who say, Eric, I'm not motivated. Oh, I need more motivation to get on this plan. Really? Come on. Like, fuck motivation. Motivation is a fleeting emotion. You know who relies on fleeting emotions? My wonderful golden retriever, Sonny. Tell you what, when he wants to chase that ball, he's going to chase the ball. All that happens for him is whatever is immediately going to give him joy in the current present moment. And of course, he's really happy, but is he going to be out there building great things? <laughs> Probably not. Now, what we need to think about here is, listen, we're all going to have different obstacles in our life. We're all going to have short time. We're all going to have different periods of stress. We're going to have things that go on that throw us for a loop. I totally understand that. And sometimes bad things are going to happen that really can throw a crutch in your ability to get to the gym or to want to eat healthy. But ultimately, what we have to understand is success is our responsibility across the board all the time, no matter what the circumstances are. Because there's always somebody else who had worse genetics, who overcame something else, who has other battles that are going on, and yet they're still getting in the gym. And I don't mean this that you have to compare yourself versus everybody else. But what you have to do is you have to take a step back and think, am I blaming genetics, something that I cannot control for the circumstances that I have right now? Because that's a first-class ticket to mediocrity. And frankly, it's something I do see in the gym all the time. Hey, I have bad genetics. Hey, I am busy. Hey, I have bad luck with training programs. Hey, I got scammed. Listen, 
I've had instances where all of these things have been true. I'm a naturally skinny guy. You know, rest of my family, no one's in incredible shape. I wasn't born with six pack abs coming out of the womb. I'm sure you weren't either, right? Instead, what we have to do is we have to understand that regardless of circumstances, it is up to us to improve. Now, let me tell you a quick backstory, right? When I told you guys a story a couple times, but for a refresher, for those who are new here, back when I was about 25, 26 years old, I just went all in on starting Bach Performance. Great. I didn't know what I was doing. So you know what? I'm going to hire an accountant. I'm going to figure out, or I'm going to have them figure everything out so I can just go through, do what I do, get people great results and let them take care of the money. Long story short, found out that the account who bought out my original account, another story, <laughs> um, ended up creating or committing the biggest white collar crime in the state of Colorado at the time. He stole $11 million from his tax clients, including yours truly. And so this happened right after I had gone all into my own business. I had stopped working at Land Up Performance, worked with elite level athletes. And like, you know what? I put all my chips in the middle and said, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to build this business. And obviously it was a terrible situation. Um, obscene amount of stress had me doubting everything that I was doing. Why I just left a job that I had previously thought might be my dream job. And I was sitting in the office with IRS investigators. They were asking me, you know, all these questions about, uh, about payroll, about my taxes, about all these things going on. And remember the IRS's investigator, his name is George. He looked over at me and he said, Eric, this sucks, but sometimes bad things happen to good people. And we cannot track down all the money right now. And so there's going to most likely have to be a repayment plan. It's not your fault, but it's still your responsibility to pay that money back. Now, whether that's fair or not is obviously up for debate. Um, obviously, I was not too happy with uh, that response and having to pay back well over $100,000 in payments that were already made with the intent of going to the IRS, but that's the way that things ended up working out. And what this taught me at a young age or a young age in terms of business was, yeah, bad shit is going to happen. And yeah, you have to be careful. You have to be aware. You have to do checks and balances to everybody that you bring in with your business. But more importantly, it showed me that, yeah, when bad things happen, it's still ultimately your responsibility to fix. So you have bad genetics and can't build muscle. Good. That means you can learn more about it and your ability to overcome this and overcome that resistance is going to give you more knowledge and make you more skilled in every area of life. Oh, you have bad genetics where everybody else in your life is overweight. Good. You get to be the person that changes that. You get to be the person that sets the tone for what your family is going to be from this point going forward. Oh, you're too busy because now you have two kids and a career and summer holidays are coming. So you're traveling more. Good. You're always busy. You've always been busy. You're always going to be busy. So when you learn how to be consistent with your training at this point, you're going to be equipped with the skills to continue training and get into great shape no matter how busy you are, right? So a lot of this comes down to understanding that ultimately success and failure are up to you. It doesn't matter what happened that's out of your control. All that matters is what your response is. All that matters is your ability to act. And when you come from that same position, when you apply those that mindset directly to fitness, you can apply it to anything else in your life. Because listen, bullshit is going to happen. Bad circumstances are going to happen. Last couple of years have told us that things that seemingly were impossible are going to happen. And so it's not necessarily about those components that you cannot control. It's about what your response is going to be in relation to whatever that is. Lifelong lesson number four, building anything takes time. Maintaining it takes a little focus, but tearing it down, it takes laziness. It takes neglect. So this is crazy, but it's roughly 80% of people who lose 10% of their body weight. So think 20 pounds for somebody's 200 pounds, gain that weight back within three to five years, right? And so what this signifies is there are a lot of people who know how to actually lose weight, but where people struggle is how to actually maintain that. How do you consistently lose weight and keep it off? And we can look at the same idea for any type of habits, anything that people are looking to do where they struggle to lock in consistency. And what we need to think about specifically in the gym, building muscle takes a long time. It takes a lot longer 
longer than it does to lose body fat. If we're looking at it, one to two pounds a month is fast progress when it comes to building muscle. So if you want to add 20 pounds of muscle, listen, you're looking at, you know, if you're a raw beginner and do everything right, a year. If you've been at it for a while, it could be a couple year project. So building anything takes time and maintaining it. Once you get to a point where you've, for example, built muscle, it doesn't take the same amount of effort to maintain it as it did to build it. Then finally, tearing it down takes laziness and neglect. And if you stop training completely, well, yeah, you're going to lose that lean muscle. And this is an important concept to be able to understand, right? And as we like to talk about looking great naked without living the gym, it's going to take you a while to build that body that you want to get to the point where you can pull back. For example, if you want to build muscle and lose body fat, you're going to have to have some time periods where you commit fully towards building muscle and losing body fat, where your social life has to go on a side burner. But once you get to that point, you can maintain it while having more structural balance with everything else that you want to do in life, right? But if you completely neglect the training aspect and you go back to living the way that you were before, hey, that laziness, that neglect, that's going to tear down the results that you get. And think about that in the gym for a second, right? That makes sense. Both of building muscle and losing body fat. We have to push ahead to achieve a great level of results. It's going to take some time, but then we can kind of go back to a place of sustainability. Now, think about a relationship. Think about finance very much the same way. Let's say you are trying to build a relationship. Let's say you're you're chasing a girl, whatever it is. It's going to take a little bit of time to actually build that trust and that relationship to get to a point. You're probably going to date before you mate. Well, maybe not now with a hookup culture the way that it is. But generally speaking, you're going to have to take time to get to know somebody before you mate. So what we have to think about is... What are the long-term commitments that we need to make? When we're in the gym, we build these skills. We can delay that gratification. We build in that consistency. And then we need to be able to maintain it. And the same thing happens with the relationship, right? As you change and you're in a relationship with somebody else, the dynamics of the relationship change quite a bit. As you take on different responsibilities, your partner might have different time. They might have different availability to hang out. They might have more stress or less stress. There might be communication and discussions that need to happen now so you're good for the long term. And if you don't do it, well, that neglect can tear apart a relationship. And the same thing with finances, right? If you want to be able to build a business that is generating capital, generating great monthly recurring revenue, it's going to take time. You could have a great product, great sales, great service, all of these components. But once you maintain it, you develop your operating systems for a business, well, you can maintain it without doing as much work as it took to build it. But if you neglect to constantly improve your program, if you neglect to roll a little bit with changes in terms of consumer behavior, that business is going to go down. And so what we need to think about is you can't be taking half measures. If there's something that you want to accomplish, you have to get to what we call takeoff velocity. And when you think about takeoff velocity, think of think of an airplane, right? Let's say an airplane needs to get to 150 miles per hour for it to take off. Well, if you're going down the runway at 149, you're not going to have enough speed for liftoff. But if you get up to 151, you can take off, right? And so a lot of people never push hard enough in building what they want to reach that takeoff velocity where they get to the point where they can eventually coast, where they can have more sustainability, where they can have all the benefits that they want regarding whether it be looking great naked or or having freedom and flexibility in their lifestyle because they built something financially. So what I want you to think about here is fuck half measures. If you're getting started on a goal, go all in towards making that goal happen because building anything, it takes time and a lot of work. Once you get to that point, yes, then you can find that period of sustainability. Then you can lock in some of those habits. Then you can pull back and maybe have more freedom, flexibility, and lifestyle. But it only happens when you reach that takeoff velocity. And if you don't have the habits in, in place, if you don't have the daily rituals to continue achieving success, well, tearing it down only takes laziness and neglect. 
So it becomes about working hard, finding that sustainable approach, and then staying consistent with it. If you can learn the same skill in the gym, you can apply that to anything else in life. You're going to be blown away by how they can transform everything else. Lifelong lesson number five, confidence is built by making and keeping promises to yourself. There is no worse feeling than saying, this is the time I'm going to nail my diet. I'm going to prepare everything ahead of time. And then you don't do it. Or you commit to going to the gym at five in the morning and then you don't do it. You feel disappointed. You let yourself down, right? And so a lot of people talk about needing confidence, about needing motivation to do something. The only way you actually build confidence isn't by watching less brown videos or whatever the fuck is popular. It's about making a big promise to yourself and sticking to that. Your word with yourself is everything. Think about this for a second. People have a tendency to put others in front of them and then they beat the crap out of themselves mentally and emotionally. So let's say a friend promised to pick you up at 5 a.m. to get to the airport for you to go on vacation. If that person did not show up, did not give you a reason why, and just ghosted you completely, how would you feel about that person? Probably not very good. So why do you accept that same level of disloyal, dishonest behavior for yourself? Like, why is it okay for you to make a commitment and then not follow through with it with yourself? Because ultimately, if you can't keep word with yourself, if you can't live in alignment with the values that you deem to be the most important, how is anybody else going to be able to follow that? If you're incongruent with yourself, that's why you need motivation. That's why you need more confidence. And the only way to overcome it is to start making those promises to yourself and to keep them. Now, it's not always easy. Definitely understand that. But that's where this mindset aspect comes in. You cannot have these little obstacles, these little emotions dictate what you do each and every single day, especially when something is important for you. And when you start to make these promises and keep them doing this in the gym, imagine how this can apply outside of the gym. When you have the discipline and the motivation to get up consistently each day and work out while most people are laying in bed, what kind of edge can that give you mentally? I think back to many of my best clients over the years, they lock in at workout. They do not want to give up that slot. I think about my client, Brian, who's successfully exited a couple different energy companies. And he lived 45 minutes away from the gym when we were in Denver and was there at 6 a.m., three days a week, nonstop for nine years. And now he's an online client. Right. And this is the guy who, during that time period, was getting his master's. He's got a kid. He's working full time. And he hits these workouts at 6 a.m., rain or shine. Doesn't matter if there's a snowstorm, he's driving, he's going to the gym, and he's going to be there. It's that same level of commitment to the message, to what he deems to be important with his health in the gym that he takes and he applies to business and has succeeded across the board. And I've seen this repeatedly, repeatedly with my best clients. So if you can control the promises that you keep to yourself with your body, if you can control the food that you're putting in your body and your ability to stay disciplined with it and to stick to the promises that you're making yourself, that same grit, that personal integrity is going to bleed over into everything else. Because once you start living in alignment, it becomes so much easier for you to succeed across the board. And when you're living alignment with the things that you say, with the promises that you make to yourself, people start to believe in the promises that you will make for them. And as a result, that's going to allow you to be a more effective leader, a more effective spouse, parent, whatever it is. So ultimately, your confidence is built by making promises and keeping them. And the biggest promises you can keep are first the ones that you keep with yourself. Life lesson number six, the obstacle is the way. Yes, that is a book by the one and only Ryan Holiday. Definitely make sure that you pick up a copy. It is absolutely phenomenal. But this is crucial, right? Whatever is holding us back tends to be what we need to focus on. And I see this a lot when it comes to the fitness world where somebody says, you know what? I'm not motivated. I know we just talked about that a minute ago, but what they need to overcome is their ability or is their 
desire to always feel motivated in order to take action, right? If you think motivation is what's holding you back, needing motivation is what's holding you back, right? You need to commit to taking action whether you feel like it or not. That's how you overcome that. Or if you're always stressed and you lead to self-sabotage and you're trying to get in a better shape, that's your obstacle. You know what you need to do? You need to develop strategies to proactively reduce stress, to be able to get more quality sleep, to meditate, to work on your mindfulness. And that's what's going to allow you to step into who you want to be. Maybe stay away from vices, stay away from binge eating at night and ending elbow deep in a vat of cookies. That's what you need to attack to get to that next stage of development. If the obstacle is you're eating junk food because it's in the house, guess what? The obstacle is getting the junk food out of the house. These are clear cut signs for what you need to focus on. So pull back for a second and think, what is the obstacle that is keeping me from what I want to accomplish? Is it, I don't have a workout that is built specifically for me. Then the obstacle you need to overcome is getting a workout that is built specifically for you. But in most cases in our life, whatever we think is holding us back is the obstacle that we need to head straight forward and attack. And many times this is difficult because I've seen it many times where it's people are struggling with potentially not having support at home from a family member, or they're struggling because their social life leads them to going out and drinking and then eating like crap all weekend. And they, they undo all the results that they had directly for the first five days of the week. Whatever your obstacle is, look inward and think, is this the thing that I need to attack? In most cases, the obstacle that you're facing right now is the way to get the results that you want. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it does mean it needs to make some adjustments for you to be fully acting in alignment with who you want to become. Life lesson number seven, procrastination kills potential. So potential is the ability to get incredible results based on your skill, but not having done it yet. The biggest reason that people do not reach their potential, first with their body, but then every else, everywhere else in life, is they procrastinate. They wait for the time when they have more time, when they have more energy, when the circumstances line up absolutely perfect for them to act. I've seen this so many times, both in terms of health and with the business consulting that I do for, for coaches and trainers. And let's talk about the aspect of fitness. Let's say, you know what? It's tax season. You don't have time to get into shape or it's summer vacation. The kids are around. You're too busy. Well, ultimately, guess what? You're always going to be busy. You're always going to have things going on and you need to either learn how to exercise, how to take care of your body when you're busy, or you will never develop the skills to actually do it. And as we know, consistency is the most important thing that we can do or that we can be when it comes to developing our best looking body and a healthy body and keeping it long-term. And so if we continue to procrastinate, waiting for the perfect time for something to show up, then we're never going to act in alignment with who we truly want to be, with the goals that we, that we have. And so if you're procrastinating because you don't have the perfect workout program, well, guess what? You just need to get started on a workout program and then adjust as you go through it. You're thinking that you need the perfect diet to get started and to wait for the holidays to be done. No, you don't. You need to start making the best decision that you can right now so you don't fall further behind waiting for the perfect time. You think waiting for a couple months is going to be better to start attacking stress or a lack of sleep? Guess what? If you improve your ability to handle stress right now during a stressful situation, you are going to be less stressed and it's going to be less of an issue. So don't procrastinate on the things that are important for you. Don't procrastinate in taking care of your health and optimizing your body on doing the things that are gonna have the biggest impact on how you feel and perform on a day-to-day -day basis because that procrastination, it kills potential. In business, I see this all the time as well. I see incredible coaches who want to be able to build a coaching business, but they are procrastinating putting themselves out there because they're scared of getting judged by their colleagues. 
or people who have a great business idea who want to get rolling on it, but they're scared to take that risk because it might fail. Well, listen, the only thing that guarantees failure is inaction. And if we continue to procrastinate with everything that we do, specifically in the gym, this same habit will bleed over into everything else in life. So what you have to be able to do in fitness and in life is get comfortable taking imperfect action because the time will never be perfect. You will never have all the answers. Not everything will line up. But instead, what you can do is you will learn by doing. You learn so much faster by taking imperfect action and then course correcting so you can continue to make improvements and find a sustainable long-term path that is practical and sustainable for you. To sum it up, these seven lifelong lessons you can learn through fitness and then you can apply to every other area of your life so fitness improves your life versus consumes it are as follows. One, you have to delay gratification. No, you're not always going to be motivated. You're not always going to be happy, but you got to get the work in now. And the harder that you work now and earlier on, the better the results will be long term. Number two, everything is connected and how you do anything is how you do everything. Remember, if you show up each and every single day in the gym for your health, for your fitness, that is going to bleed over into every other area of your life. And when it comes to looking your best and feeling your best, your ability to present yourself with confidence, that's going to help you personally. It's going to help you professionally. Number three, not everything is your fault, but it is your responsibility to deal with it. Unfortunately, bad shit happens to good people. Bad things will happen to you in your life, right? It's not necessarily your fault, but you can't use that as an excuse. You can't use that as a reason to give up on what's most important for you. You can't use it as a reason to let your health fall by the wayside and crumble beneath you because that health is your foundation. Lifelong lesson number four, building anything takes time. Maintaining it takes focus. And tearing it down, it only takes laziness and neglect. It's going to take a little time for you to be able to build the body that you want. So commit, go full in, fuck the half measures, make it happen. But once you get to a place where you are happy with your body, you have the muscle, you have the leanness that you want, then you can pull back a little bit. Then you can have that sustainable approach and be able to fit in more aspects of your life. But if you never commit to reaching that takeoff velocity, which often includes burning the boats and going focused 100%, you're never going to find that place where you can truly have that sustainable approach that you're looking for. And once you do, then you just have to stay consistent. You don't have to be OCD about tracking your macros, any of that stuff. You just have to be consistent with the key principles that helps you get the body that you want. Life lesson number five, confidence is built by making big promises to yourself and keeping them. Listen, you would not want to stay friends with somebody who completely ghosts you every day at 5 a.m. when they said that they were going to pick you up and take you to the airport. So why are you making promises to yourself and then not keeping them. You got to stop that. We have to be able to keep promises to ourselves and keep them in order to build our self-image, to build confidence, to build our confidence and our ability to act and succeed no matter what the circumstances are. And when you do this in the gym, it bleeds over into every other area of your life. Lifelong lesson number six, the obstacle is the way. The obstacles that you're facing in your life that you know are staring you head on that you least want to address are the things we have to address most important. If it's drinking that is throwing you off of your workouts and then your diet for three to four days, well, guess what we should probably work on? Could be your drinking, right? That's something you've got to consider. And then number seven, procrastination kills potential. You can have all the potential to look great, feel great, build a great business, have an awesome relationship in the world. But if you procrastinate, if you delay in doing the work that needs to be done because you're waiting for the perfect time, you're waiting to feel motivated, you're waiting for life to be less busy, you're going to be waiting forever and you're never going to accomplish what you truly want. So fuck procrastinating. Get after it and make success your responsibility. Listen, gang, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. 
Fitness truly is a force multiplier. The lessons that you learn through transforming your body can transform every other area of your life. So if you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you hit subscribe and drop me a comment with your favorite tip. If you're listening to this one live or listening to the replay on a podcast, awesome. Please hit subscribe, share this with somebody that would benefit and drop us a five-star review. Until the next time, look great naked without living in the gym. Hey, it's Eric here again. Before heading out, I want you to shoot me a message over on Instagram at Bach Performance and let me know what do you want to hear next on the podcast and we'll create an episode specifically for you. Until next time, my friend, remember fitness should improve your life, not consume it.